You got that rocker, MJ in the house, otherwise known as Marty Janetti. You know how we do rocking and roll, starting and strolling, and we're doing it right here on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Keep on rocking. Yeah. Bro. the most elite show on the rundown wrestling network this is it's just the rundown but i wanted to throw it back old school style because it's just me and joining me this week the rundown's resident twink expert sal is here what's up buddy Adam, what is going on? Nobody else wanted to talk wrestling this week. Nobody <laughs> else wanted to do a show. That's why me and you are here tonight, and we're going to do the show, and it's going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> How you doing, what buddy? Miz. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, man. I'll tell you what. I had a, a all of a sudden now I'm starting to get some some job offers come in right like good oh later, let's good. get a phone interview let's get a second interview <clears throat> and um <clears throat> the way it's starting to shape up and we'll find out more on Monday is it's either going to be a job with the state and I will okay. be I will be unioned right there you go um. And that's in the city of Boston, so that's going to be kind of a pain in the ass in the morning, right? Or it's in Drakeit, um, but the only time I would go to Drakeit is for training and then remote. So now, for for, <laughs> for our friends who are listening at home and and don't know the weird named Massachusetts cities, uh, how far is Drakeit from you? Okay, just to clarify. Where I live is right on the outskirts of Boston, but to drive into the city, any, anybody knows this if you live near a major city, and if you're working a normal 9 to 5 and you're going into the heart of the city, you have to leave at some ungodly time, like 7 a.m., all right? And I understand Boston traffic's a lot worse than the rest of the country, but our friends in New York and Philly, you get it. So, Drake it is no traffic, except for maybe if there's a problem in the route on, on a... We'll call it where a highway meets another highway, right? The split is what we call it here in Massachusetts. But The junction. If there's a malfunction at the junction exactly. is what you're saying. But it, without that, it's about a 35, 40-minute drive. But, you know, oh, going away, going north from where I am at currently. It's not bad at all. Not terrible. I was usually driving to Waltham previously, so it's like a little bit further than that. Again, that city nobody else knows except for probably Jason. So, Possibly Ginger. My friend, uh, my friend James, uh, sent me a TikTok that was like people from Washington State talking about towns in Washington State, and it's it's all like the Native American names and whatnot, these goofy sounding things, and, and and then somebody comes in at the end, and so the, the, it's it's the same guy playing three characters, but a third character comes in at the end is like. 
Are you guys just making shit up over here? I feel like I feel like very easily we could do a very similar video about Massachusetts. <laughs> it's funny. There are towns, if you can call them that, in the western part of the state that I didn't know existed, <clears throat> and I also didn't know that I drove through them at one point. <laughs> um, towns like, and, and I mean towns, like maybe 5,000 people? Maybe. Oh, God, you get, to, you get to western Massachusetts, and it's like, is, am I in the same country? <laughs> How are the how there's a whole bunch of nothingness between New York City and Boston. <laughs> there's a long stretch of just I feel I feel like Connecticut would have some sort of argument with that. Depends but. on which way you're going. If you go <laughs> south, sure. But if you just go exactly west on the pike, you're in dude, you're in like in the, the middle of nowhere. The second time I took a Greyhound to Illinois. To, to visit Andy and, and that crew. Uh, the first time, we went down through... It, it, we started in Portsmouth. You go down through Do uh, down through Boston, down through New York City, and then you kind of go across Pennsylvania. Yeah. And go, yeah. and go that way. The second time, it was go down to Boston and then go across Massachusetts. And then... Across New York State. Yeah, no, that's terrible. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit! It is awful. I've been on this bus for nine hours, and I'm still in New York <laughs> because because that route for some reason decided we need to go through Buffalo. Oh, fun fact! Last story I'll tell, and then we'll get into wrestling. I swear. Um, when I first got married, we I had a GPS. Okay, this was like 2010. People can deal with it, all right? It was a Garmin, all right? It was a I Garmin, Garmin yeah. Yes. And we were going to see, I believe you're familiar with my wife's friend, Emily, from, yep. from college, okay? Sure, sure, sure. So we were going to go see, at that point, <clears throat> she lived in western upstate New York. Emily, Emily, as I recall, was the officiant of the uh, stoned wedding I was the photographer for. Well, there you go. College. Um, Oh, college. College. So, for a very short period of time, she lived in this area. And when we looked it up on the map, on, on, on the internet, mind you, it was still 2010, um, it was basically Pennsylvania. It was so far west that you had to go an hour past Buffalo. Right? And, and you were 10 minutes from the Pennsylvania border. I'm like, what the fuck? Where are we? But here's the thing. I hadn't changed the settings on my GPS for a while. So it went the shortest distance. Now, shortest distance means it's a straight line through the mountains. Hey. <laughs> we, so it took me like ten fucking hours. Well two two stories on two stories related to that. when we went to my cousin's wedding uh, 11 years or so ago, give or take, it was in, it was in Ithaca. And on the way back, on the way there, we drove past the exit on the highway that said Cooperstown. And as a joke, I said, ah, fuck the wedding, let's just go to the Baseball Hall of Fame. So on the way back, we decided to break up the drive, we would go to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Sure. And we enter, we enter the, the address into the, into the gammon. Gammon. And you hit, and you hit go, and we're, we're driving from this hotel 
in Ithaca, and all of a sudden we're on like fucking dirt roads, and I'm like, is the is the GPS trying to kill us? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but and then last year, uh, I took my kid to the zoo. I think we talked about it on the show we went to the Stone Zoo because they had the dinosaurs yes, and shit. Yes, yes, yes. I had forgotten that the weekend prior, when we went to uh, we. Uh, Em and I went up to Portland, Maine, just to just to spend a day and walk around, and see shit, and just get out of the house and get out of the state and just to hang out and have a good time. And on the way back, we're like, let's take the scenic route. So I went into my Waze using yeah. the Waze app. I went into Waze and I turned off highways. Oh, dude, what are you and nuts? <laughs> before before we went before the kid and I left for the zoo, I forgot to turn it back on. Oh no. We're driving. We're driving to the to the to the fucking Stone Zoo, and I'm like, why? Why are we going? This? Uh, it's ways. It knows the quickest way to go. I guess we'll go this way. For context, until, until like two thirds of the way there, I went, oh shit, and I turned it back on, and then it went from where I was. It was like it was like recalculating. It was like, no, now you get on 93 and just go up there. For just for <laughs> some context. Um, basically what he did to himself was go through every single little pissant town from New Hampshire to Massachusetts. Pretty much. You went down Route 28, didn't you? North I, Andover, I, Andover. For at, least, <laughs> for at least a bit of it, yeah. Oh, look! A pizza shop! Oh, look! A Dunks! Oh, look, a car wash. Next uh, town, we're, exact same thing. We're driving through New England, not on the highway. It's, oh, look, a Dunks. Oh, look, a Dunks. Oh, look, a Dunks. <laughs> oh, look, a McDonald's. Hey, a Dunks. <laughs> That's true. Uh, this has been New England Talk with Adam and Sal. I booked a show today. You did? You Wait, you booked a show? I booked a show today. My, my friend, uh, GK, reached out to me this afternoon. Um, and said, uh, said, hey, bud, you available to ring announce June 18th in Maine? This company has a show and needs someone and sent me the poster for the show. Um, <clears throat> and so I, and so he got me in touch with the guy who's running the show. And so I reached out to that guy. And we talked to that guy. The show is in Gouldsboro, Maine. Whoa. Do you know where Gouldsboro, Maine is? No. And that scares me. It's out by Bar Harbor. <laughs> Okay. Okay. And I, I put it in the maps. It's two hundred miles away. Yeah, buddy. So I talked to the guy and I said, "It's this distance. It's this length of it's this length of a drive because it's like a four and a quarter hour drive. It's gonna be at least this much." And he's right. like, "Okay." Oh, okay. So I booked a show on June eighteenth well, in Goldsboro, Maine. Doing a little bargaining for yourself. There you go. Or the most I will ever be paid for a show thus far. So. But, that, but that being said, it makes sense. Like, hey, you're in need of an announcer, but I'm letting you know my situation is it's going to take me seven hours to fucking get there. <laughs> so, and they, and they accommodate. So I, I think that's good business right there. Mm-hmm. Is it so. weird when you have to say something like that, when you have to be like, um, you know, you're a little bit out of my normal range? That was, <laughs> not even, that, that, was, that was the first question that I asked him. I said, hey, GK sent me. Uh, he, he talked about this show. Uh, excuse me. Um, and I said it's it's 200 miles and it's it's a 
Well, I asked, what's the pay? He said, what would you ask to come up? And I said, I mapped it out. I'm here. It's a four-hour drive, 200 miles. I need at least this. And he's like, and he said, split in the middle, because I gave him two numbers. Right. He's like, split in the middle. I'm like, all right. Yeah, that's fair. So. Not bad. We are live for the world, as always, at twitch.tv slash the Salzer Effect. If you want to come hang out and watch us record podcasts, you can do that or watch me play Fall Guys. We do that, too. Sometimes I play WarriorWare, and coming in March, WWE 2K22. <gasps> so. Okay, that's a great place to start. Okay. You are an avid gamer, and... Uh, I suppose you could call you could say that. And you are a long player of wrestling video games. You, that, you very true. You outlasted me. I, my my newest wrestling game was two K, not even two K. SmackDown versus Raw two thousand ten. All right, so that was my last I, wrestling game. I can say, fairly certainly, I have played and or owned every WWF video game. Since WrestleMania for the Genesis. Holy shit. That's impressive considering the new gen shit that comes out every fucking year. You know what I mean? That is very impressive. I used to reserve the games that I would take. I would. I would reserve the game at, well, first it was Electronics Boutique. No, sorry. First it was Software Etc. I remember Software Etc. I used to love Software Etc. Then Software Etc. became GameStop. I um, Well, you, no. Software Etc. became Electronics Boutique. No? What do you mean no? Not a, not at my mall. Oh. In my in my <laughs> mall, in my mall there was a software etc and there was an there was an electronics boutique. And GameStop bought software etc and software etc became GameStop. Then a couple of years later GameStop bought electronic EB what was EB Games at that point it was EB and the games, EB yeah. Games became GameStop. So there were two GameStops in my mall. Well that's crazy. Okay. But but yeah, I used to I had my little page a day calendar that I always had and I would go I would flip to the date that the game would come out. And I would write on that page, you know, WWF Attitude or whatever. And then I would flip the pages and number one, two, three, four, until I got to the current day. So I had a countdown on my page a day calendar of how many days until WWF Warzone came out for the PlayStation 1. Until until 2020 when they released, like, the worst game ever. Is that correct? I still bought it. It sucks ass. It's upstairs. I haven't played it in at least a year and a half. Like, not even turned on my PS4 with the game in it in a, in a year and a half. Now, did you get uh, 2K21? There was no 2K21. Oh, there was. Oh, so it this was, is... It was, okay. it was Battleground. Which was not a real game. Battleground, which I have on the PS4 and the Switch. There you go. Okay, so... <clears throat> this is their big redemption from 2k20 they are promoting this on raw because this is how we tie it back to the show they're promoting this as the best wrestling game ever created so i propose to you two questions one do you have a copy reserved i just told you that i did and two two do you think it okay do you think it will live up to that type of hype um it's certainly I'm going to rephrase that because I don't want to jinx anything. It will certainly have a very hard time being worse than 2K20. Well, that's um, hedging your bets a little bit. I mean... Well, I'm not, again, I wasn't going to say what I was originally going to say because I don't want to jinx it. Um, but it um, it's 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 hard to say for now because they haven't released that much. They've, it's been roster reveals and game and trailers and trailers 
don't always use gameplay footage. The trailers look fucking beautiful. Uh, but I've also seen screenshots online of uh, Shawn Michaels and Beth Phoenix at the Performance Center from the story mode that look... Mm, uh, <laughs> which could be old, taken from old builds of the game. You don't know. So we'll find out. On uh, It comes out on March 11th, I believe, because I pre-ordered it through for PC... I believe it's three days early or five days early or something like that. So you'll have to come on here and but, give us a full report of what you think of it. But I went the I went the full I went the distance, and I reserved. Uh, I can't even say reserved. I pre-ordered the 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 digital deluxe, super de duper NWO for life edition. You got the full life edition. <laughs> yeah, I got the full life edition because I wanted the you know you get the extra arenas and you get the season pass and all the bullshit. So I got the I, I spent the hundred and twenty dollars <laughs> on know, the four life edition of the game. I jokingly said you should you know you'll come on here and you'll tell us what it's like, but no, you could just come on this channel and motherfucking stream it. I will be streaming 2K22 when it comes out. Oh, dude, that's going to be awesome. I will be there every single fucking time you stream. I promise you that. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> For 2K22? Yes. Your track record, your track record of, of attendance. Uh, <laughs> Fall, guy, Fall Guys uh, gets a little bit repetitive after a while. <laughs> fuck you, dude. Well, um, I haven't seen Warrior Wear. I, sh- I should have checked that out. We did the whole story mode in like two and a half hours. It was great. Kelly can attest to it. She was there. Oh, they were there the whole time. So I'm sorry. Um, all right. First thing to mm. do this week uh, is send out a congratulations to uh, Keith Lee and Mia Yim, who got married uh, over the weekend. Uh, so we wish them uh, the best. And uh, if you follow uh, Mia Yim on Twitter, you may remember that last uh last year when she announced their engagement uh mick foley uh replied saying i happen to know a certain uh legend who officiates weddings and uh mia said i will be in touch and mick foley officiated their wedding oh nice that's cool you know look regardless of um any opinions you might have on on the talent of those two people or their or their personalities doesn't matter. I'm really happy for those two. Um, they both kind of came from other relation like long term relationships. You know what I mean? And because uh, they talked about it, uh, I forget it was like on a podcast or something. But no, good for them. You know, I I, I wish them nothing but happiness for real. 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, love to see love to see kids in love. Um, Alright. I want to start on something that uh, I meant to bring up last week, but forgot to write down in my notes. Uh-huh. So uh, we didn't talk about last week. And that is the Jeff Hardy situation. So Jeff Hardy... Uh, we talked about it when it happened, was uh, in a house show match, tag-teaming with Drew McIntyre against the Usos. Um, 
and at one point just walked out of the match. Uh, he was subsequently uh, released uh, from the company uh, and drug tested, and we I know we talked about that on the show. Um, it is now coming to light through uh, some outlets and through his brother that uh, the drug test was completely negative, uh, as uh, as Jeff expected that it would be. Um, and as penance, if you want to call it that, uh, WWE offered Jeff a Hall of Fame induction this year uh, as a way to say, sorry, we fucked up. Um, and Jeff declined. Uh, Matt Hardy said on, on, I believe, his podcast or some podcast that it was because that one of the, the chief reasons that Jeff declined the Hall of Fame induction was because it was him by himself and not the Hardy Boys as a team. Because according to uh, what Matt said, WWE told him that they couldn't get Matt, they couldn't induct Matt because Matt was in AEW. So I'm just curious your thoughts on the fact that. Everybody, and even, and I'll, I'll put guilt on us and myself as well, went, oh, Jeff's, Jeff's fucked again. And it turns out it wasn't that at all. Okay. Uh, and, and, and the rest. You have to understand, first of all, that this would not be the first time that Jeff Hardy went back to his old ways, okay? Had that been the case. Now, granted, it wasn't the case. The drug test came up negative. But for what reason, then, did he have a veteran like him to act like that? Because that was not professional. To walk out of a match? That is like a cardinal sin. They're, They're saying now that he may have been concussed. Because he took a bump earlier and was, was appeared kind of groggy and out of it, um, so th- that's what's coming out now as to the reasons that he kind of just wandered off. But I don't know. I mean, I Dude. see what you, I, I, I see what you're saying. My my point is not that it. My point is not that it wasn't unprofessional for him to leave in the middle of the match. You know, shit happens. My point, what I'm what I'm talking about is the fact that. Everybody assumed it was a drug thing. I mean... And it turned out not to have been a drug thing at all. Okay, that's fine, but everybody also remembers Victory Road. Like, I'm sorry. But, like, when you get chance after chance after chance, even if you are, at this point, sober, you're going to be judged for the rest of your life when an incident comes up, a questionable incident. It's the life of an addict, unfortunately. True. You know, I hate to I hate to fucking say this, but when you invite the guest speaker to come to your assembly at school and he's the former drug addict and your watch goes missing, he's the first person you're going to (laughs) accuse. Okay, just saying, I'm I'm glad I had some interesting assemblies at your school. I'm glad Jeff passed the drug tests, but I, I also understand at that moment why WWE did what they did. Fuck, they did the exact same thing to Enzo. They reacted to a situation that he said he did not do, and they immediately made their decision. And once you do something like that, there's no going back. You know what I mean? 
you can apologize as much as you want, or you can be like, oh, we, you know, we, we misjudged or we jumped to conclusions, but <laughs> you're a business. You're Vince McMahon's business. You're going to, you release people for less. You're not going to release somebody immediately when something like that happens. And I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying that's what they've always done. Mm-hmm. Fair. Fair. Now, Jeff declined the, the invite. But I'm wondering, you know, is the door open for him to, to maybe do it in the future? Uh, according to what I read, which uh, was, again, based on Matt's podcast appearance, uh, unless it's him and his brother as a team, then, then Jeff's not interested. Well, that being said, who knows if, uh, if how long Matt Hardy's contract is for, you know what I mean? It could be a two-year fucking deal with AEW. It could be coming up next year. You know what I mean? Who knows? But anyway. Anyway, anyway. Um, yeah, I, I actually, this is the first time I, I heard about all the details as you as you presented them. So, is, is Jeff mad? Is he coming off as, like, pissed off that, like, WWE didn't believe him? I mean, I wouldn't blame him. I didn't, right. Again, I didn't. I don't have, <clears throat> you know, audio or, or context of, of this except for what what Matt is saying. But I didn't know if you had heard something. But <clears throat> what can you do? Let's move on. The the internet is certainly mad on Jeff's behalf. We know that. Well, much. Uh, you know, fuck's sake. <laughs> that is the definition of fake outrage. It really fucking is because it's like you don't really care. You're just looking for a reason to be mad. Especially at the WWF. Like, let's be honest here. The WWE, excuse me. I've been watching a lot of old school wrestling lately. Yes, we have. Uh, Survivor Series episode 1997 coming when? Monday. There you go. To the main feed. Keep your eyes on the Patreon to see when that gets dropped this week. I think I I, I, I feel we had a, a very good talk about the, about the 97 Survivor Series. 100%. It was a oh, fun episode. Yeah, I think it came out really good. What do you want to talk about? What do I want to talk about? I mean, let's let's go to the uh, the wonderful, crazy booked land of AEW. <laughs> Holy shit! It really is like the Wizard of Oz over there, where there's just like flying monkeys going by and like all this other weird shit. You mentioned AEW, and I'm I'm thinking of how pissed Troy would be if you used the 8-bit Cody Rhodes theme as the theme song this week. He would be so mad. (laughs) 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 Okay. So let's talk about what should have been a really big draw for them based on how much time and effort they put into it. Uh, Main event of AEW Dynamite, MJF takes on CM Punk. All right. And the match starts at like nine ten. Hmm. Okay. We 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 touched on this briefly uh, last last night. Yes. Uh, off air, as it were, uh, during a, while we were doing Survivor Series. But um, yeah, I I enjoyed the match. I thought uh, pos. I would say. For for those two guys, possibly one of the best dynamite matches uh, of the last uh, of, of 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 the dynamite, I'd say. 
it was I enjoyed the match the match itself quite a bit. The two finishes of the match left a bit to be desired, but see, I'm I'm a little bit on the same page, but also a little bit on the other side of the coin here because <clears throat> let me start by saying that I I do think that both of them put on a really good match. Like, you know, beginning to end, all the work that they put in, you know, working a body part, all that shit, they did it. They did it all for like 40 fucking minutes. I will give them credit. Um, I got a little bored, not going to lie, because primarily because of, of two booking decisions. The first one being that at, I don't know, 9.28, MJF would tie his wrist tape around Punk's throat, and Punk would pass out, and the referee would ring the bell and say that MJF won. And then he raised MJF's hand, and, oh, look, the tape fell out. Dude, (laughs) I couldn't... This this is what we were talking about last night. I could have done without that. (laughs) JR's... One of JR's go-to lines whenever there's bullshittery is, of course, I can't call what you don't see. And like you pointed out last night, the match was over. And Bryce Remsburg goes, and we'll throw it back to the AEW rundown, we'll throw it back to our classic uh, referee catchphrase, Hey! Yeah. Hey! Except for the first time in his life, for the first time in his life, Bryce Rumsberg all of a sudden decides he has a set and decides to restart the match. You can't call what you don't see, but if you don't see it and you do see something else, you can make assumptions. No, no, you can't call what you don't see, but if it's MJF, fuck it. (laughs) I'm just going to assume that you cheated because you're an asshole. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that... So not only did I have an issue with that entire situation, but the placement of it was terrible. Because I knew it wasn't the finish. It was fucking 928. Like <sighs> Now, as far as the actual finish, for once, for once I will give their production team credit because I did not see Wardlow toss MJF the Dynamite Diamond Ring initially. Only on the replay. That was that was done well. But here's the issue with that, is we get a dusty finish because MJF cheats to win, and then we get an actual finish where MJF cheats to win. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong, because actually I I will say that um, that's the first thing I thought of was Wait, so MJF just wins anyway? Then what the fuck is yeah. the point of the... F- <laughs> so I, I'll give them credit for this. It is it is Punk's first loss in the company. He loses in his hometown. And so it does... It, it, it does get MJF over in the proper way, where MJF is a shitbag. And it makes MJF look like a shitbag. But why why the dusty finish to do the same thing? Because they they um they overbooked it. They <laughs> they outbooked themselves. They 
if you take that little middle part of with the choke out, you just take it completely out of the match, and you finish exactly the way you did, everybody's talking about how great of a match this was. Keep the first finish, and don't do the dusty. That works, too. Can you imagine how much shit MJF could talk about choking, choking out, CMP yeah. out in his hometown <clears throat> for his first Yes, do the first finish, but do it at 9.59. Like, you right. know what I mean? Yeah, make that the actual finish. I'm fine with that, too. Um, yeah, they, they, they got too cute for their own good because they kind of took away from what was a good angle and a good way to get MJF over. Instead, we had to have that stupid bullshit in the middle of it. But, uh, yeah. So, hopefully it's over because... Hopefully this doesn't turn into the labors of punk, and we don't have this all over again. Uh, I'm I'm worried with Revolution in less than a month that that's exactly what will happen, is that we get another punk MJF match. Speaking of <sighs> AEW rehashing things, I've got, mm-hmm. a couple, I've got a couple of different notes on that uh, from Dynamite. My first one... Uh, Daniel Bryan wants John Moxley to fight with him instead of against him. So we're doing Mox and Jericho over again. But this time, uh, there's no champagne. And the heels angle is, we're so much better than the garbage this company is currently offering. So we should work together to mold this company in our image. So the ex-WWE guy comes in and says the company needs to be more like WWE. Well, that's the heel part. That's that's the whole. You you realize that they're they're very very carefully because they're scared to death. They're portraying Daniel Bryan's heel character as WWE was better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Little slight little things what's he the, said. What's and, the word? What's the word that I'm hack? That's the word. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> um I think it's a dumb way to use Daniel Bryan to be 100% honest there's a there's a yep. Ring of Honor Hall of Fame inductee Daniel Bryan by the way congratulations on that Mr. Robinson. completely well deserved um, on the one hand I was thinking oh a two man power trip with a heel Mox and a heel Bryan I could be down for that that could be kind of fun especially if they play up the whole you know WWE was better thing I just said Mr. Bryanson, completely unironically, not realizing I was saying the wrong thing. Uh, yeah, uh, two-man power trip would be great. I haven't, we haven't seen that in a while. Um, Especially with them both being heels, but I don't think they're going to do that. I think this is the classic, um, you know, team with me so that we can do this, that, and the other thing, but really I'm holding you down and holding you back, and then we're going to fight. Yeah. <laughs> Like, this is the best that you can find that find for Brian Danielson at this point? Okay, this is my issue, is both John Moxley and Brian Danielson, there's so many other things, especially when... Let's go back to even when they signed, not just how they've been booked in AEW, but when they both signed, if you told me these guys were signed. Danielson comes in as a red-hot hot face. Hot, face, yep. And they go, oh, you're going to go against the champ, Hangman, so we're going to turn you heel. Why? Because they're scared. Apparently apparently they're scared that Hangman was going to get, you know, booed over Brian. 
Completely unnecessary. The crowd would have gladly cheered for both men. I agree, especially in this company. This is the company that they'll do, like, you know, both these guys, both these guys. Like, they barely booed Kenny. You know what I mean? These fans, they would have done, they would have done whatever the fuck you wanted them to do, and instead, all that momentum with Daniel Bryan coming in as a babyface, and like you said, it's down the fucking drain. What are they doing with Daniel Bryan? We 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 used to we used to jokingly advertise this show as buy smarks for smarks. Right. The AEW crowd is marks that think they're smarks. Yes. <sighs> they're the cult of malt. They're the cult of uh, that person. But you know, I don't want to say his name. I don't want personality. Do yeah. Anyway, the other the other thing. Oh, the, other re- the other rehash. Yeah. Since we mentioned John Moxley, um, I, I kind of expected Daniel Bryan to come out there and cut the promo after his match. Uh, I expected John Moxley to win his match. I didn't expect his opponent to be Wheeler Yuta. That was a good match, though. Sure, but right really up match. until, what, 2 o'clock in the afternoon? They said it was Bryan Kendrick. Did we not talk about that last week? Oh, no, that was after, wasn't it? I couldn't remember if we talked about Kendrick on the show or not, or if it was just in the texts. Um, yeah, so Brian Kendrick is uh, a piece of shit. Um, and, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I, I am glad that he did not end up on TV after finding out what we found out about him. Um, and I'm not going to get into it here because it doesn't deserve any airtime. If you're, if you're curious of what Brian Kendrick was saying, go Google it. You'll find it. Do a do a quick search on Twitter. Yeah, it will come up. It is, uh, it's it's disgusting. It yes, really is. It, it really is. is gross. So uh, um, A.W. pulled his, him. His his apology. Um, I don't I don't I don't buy it. Right. No, Just I don't throw that out there. So A.W. pulled him from the match, which you know what? Fine, good. I'm kind of glad because. Uh, I didn't need to see him on TV after that. So, I mean, to be fair, I didn't need to see him on TV before that, because what the fuck's he going to do in AEW? Uh, He's going to be another fucking flavor of the week like Tony Nese, get signed, do nothing, and get and get fired. This is true. Um, yeah, the, the less said about that, the better. Anyway. <laughs> the less said about Tony Nese, the better. Always always a true statement. Yes. Uh, the other thing that they are rehashing that, 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 that stuck out to me this week, Adam Cole. Comes on, wins a match, cuts a promo, and says, did you almost say he was going to get fingered? No. No, Troy, I did not. Um, <clears throat> Adam Cole comes out, wins a match, uh, grabs a mic, cuts a promo, and says he's still undefeated because his Lights Out match doesn't count. Which we've seen many people say that before yeah. in AW. So, undefeated in singles competition, Adam Cole. Yeah. He's beaten Frankie Kazarian. He listed him Joe- off. He named him off. On Rampage. Yeah. Uh, Frankie Kazarian, Jungle Boy, Anthony Green, John Silver, Wheeler Yuta, Orange Cassidy, Jake Atlas, Trent Beretta, and somebody named Khan. Um, while there are some decent names in that list, yeah. Frankie, Jungle Boy, etc., we're looking at, in, in five months, three matches on Dynamite, four matches on Rampage, two matches on Dark, 
and zero matches against anyone that I would consider what you would say would be main event or world champion level talent in AEW. Really? I mean, Jungle Boy did have that program with Kenny. Just saying. Did you at any point believe that Jungle Boy was going to take the title off of Kenny Omega? No. Okay. But I also don't believe that Bill Goldberg is going to take the title off of Roman Reigns. But, you know, there's still a contender. We're not talking about a former world champion. We're saying okay. a former contender. So out of everybody, Jungle Boy is probably the top on that list. Bill Goldberg is a former world champion. Now. So is Adam Cole. Ooh. <laughs> we're not talking about Adam Cole. We're talking about Jungle Boy. Oh, that's true. Um, that's true. Sorry. <laughs> also, also of note, in, in multi-person matches, he's barely over 500. He's 6 and 5. Say, he's probably, he's six probably and five. pretty bad. So... Uh, is so big combining this with with his his promo on Rampage, which was similar, that was basically the same promo but slightly different. Are we getting a are, are we are we getting serious Adam Cole now? I'm fine. Are with they it. actually going to make him up an, an ass kicking motherfucker? Or I believe, I think. We can all agree that we have not enjoyed his the way they've used him in AEW to this point, right? Fair. So when he came out and he cut a backstage promo on Dynamite, you know, and he looked pissed off. He looked like the NXT Adam Cole, right? And then he in Rampage he clarified it. What I thought, and God, God help me, I could be fucking dead wrong. My first thought was. Finally, please let this morph into. Has, sorry. <laughs> please let this morph into what Adam Cole can truly do. I'm I'm optimistic because that's exactly how he should be used. However, he is immediately going into a program with Kenny Omega. No, let me rephrase that. Not Kenny Omega. Wrong champion. He's immediately going into a program with Hangman Adam Page. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, we all knew Archer wasn't going to win this Wednesday, but Jesus Christ, let's just move right along to the next challenger. Yeah. Um, and this is what worries me, is that he's going to have the program with Page, and then they're not going to know what to do with him after that. Where have we seen that before? Every oh, single AEW storyline. <laughs> this company repeatedly. Yes. Um, yeah. Speaking. Of, I mean, speaking of Lance Archer. Uh, last week, Hangman comes out and complains about not having any challengers. Uh, sorry, this week Hangman comes out and complains about not having any challengers. I've only defended the title twice, and I've been the champion for eighty-one days. Whatever the fuck he says. But last week he seemed upset that it was a Texas Death Match. So which is it? I don't know. <laughs> And something called a Texas death match. Also, I, I, I appreciate Dan Lambert now more than I certainly did when he started. I named him best whatever the fuck I called him in the runnies at the end of the year. There was too much Dan Lambert this week. Why is, why is Dan Lambert suddenly hanging out with Lance and Jake again? I can understand him coming out for the bro, for the Brandy thing because, because uh, Paige Van Zant versus Brandy. But 
why why here as well? Why with Lance and Jake again as well? Okay, let, that's a two part question. So it is. Let, let's that start, might be more than two parts. But let's start with this. Um, as much as I've enjoyed Dan Lambert's work in recent weeks, I don't need this shit with Brandy. Cool. I, I hope Paige Van Zandt cripples her for real, just like I hope Nikki Bella gets crippled every time she steps into a ring. And um, everything that Dan Lambert said is just whatever you'll find on the internet. Everything he said about Brandy and everything Brandy said back to him, I'm like, literally, they're reading the comments from, like, a YouTube video. Like, This is, this is mean tweets is what this is. Yeah, I didn't give a fuck. I still don't give a fuck. It's just so much of a waste of time. So Cody's letting his wife fight his battles now? Is that, is that what we're doing? Is she going to take on Scorpio Sky and, and eat the page and pin them both? And where the fuck were they? We they were Dan in the Lambert. ring. We got Dan Lambert out here twice. No, no, no. Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page were in the ring with, for that Lambert Brandy thing. Uh, oh, yeah. I blo- I blocked that out of my fucking memory. I only had it in my notes because I read, went back and read a recap so to make sure I had anything I wanted to talk about. Second thing. They want Dan Lambert interacting with, with Hangman because they think he's, he's good at getting heat. Right? Which he is. Then don't have Jake there. Because yeah, that, but yeah. Jake offers nothing at that point. In mm. fact, Hangman cut him off and was just like, ah, fuck it, dude, I'm just going to attack Archer. <laughs> and Jake was still talking. So, yeah, but no, that it was like back-to-back segments, too. We don't need that shit. Yeah. And speaking of not needing that shit, I was ready to throw up if they were going to try to make it seem like Pac could wrestle blind. Oh, my one other sorry, my one other note for that for that. Uh, Brandy Rhodes versus Paige Van Zant. I smell a worst something or other running in the future for this. Amen. Uh yeah, we got the we got the, the, the classic, classic wrestling trope of the good guy comes out in an eye patch and then suddenly rips the eye patch off because he can see. He can actually see, yeah. Oh my god. <sighs> Only Pac was blindfolded. It wasn't even a fucking eye patch. <laughs> They lost the eye patch. He was blindfolded and he was doing like triple reverse like moonsaults. And I'm like, <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, last thing I want to say about AW is tell me what you think of this new pairing of Malachi Black and Brody King. Tell me what their name is. Because AEW can't even get it straight between their on-screen graphics and Justin Roberts and the Titantron, or whatever the fuck they call the Elitron, whatever the fuck they call their big screen, they can't get the fucking name right. Are they, are they the Knights of the Black Throne, or the Kings of the Black Throne? What the fuck are they? Also, what the fuck? Where did the Black Throne come from? I thought this was the House of Black. Right. That's the other thing. <laughs> That's what got me. I was like, did we just give up on that? Now that we started making a house? I, now we started making a house. There has to be a throne in the house. Uh, you come and sit on my throne. Uh, Knights I mean, of I guess, the Black I guess, Throne? I, I guess if it's Brody King and Alistair, sorry, Malachi Black, Kings of the Black Throne, I guess if you want to be stupid and name them like that, I guess that works. 
but the Chiron, the on-screen graphic, 100% said Knights of the Black Throne, and I know that because I rewound it and watched it again, because I'm like, I don't think Justin said what the screen said. I gotta tell you, both are really stupid. (laughs) Kings of the Black Throne, kings isn't supposed to be plural. It's only supposed to be one king. And I get it, there's things like the kings of wrestling and all that, but like... No, we don't need kings of the Black Throne. That just what, sounds dumb. What? 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 Are they going to share the throne? Are they going to sit on each other's laps or something? And then knights of the Black Throne. I thought he was a fucking fortune teller. Why is he a knight all of a sudden? <laughs> Fuck's sake. I thought he was a goddamn shaman. What? Do they, what? Do they roam around the forest looking for fights? <laughs> Sorry, that's men in tights, not knights. That's whatever. doesn't matter. Who cares? It's just a little funny joke. Um... Yeah, I. Yeah, what was what was wrong with House of Black? I don't know. What was wrong with House of Black? Nothing. In fact, Not he a... start, like I said, he started making a house, and now we're just going to abandon it. House of Cards. <laughs> anyway, uh, Sally, you looking forward to the Inner Circle team meeting next week? I hope. You know what? I don't care if this is supposed to get him sympathy, and people are going to feel bad for him. I hope the inner circle beats the fuck out of Jericho. I hope they they NWO him right down to spray painting on his back. Instead (laughs) of NWO, they can spray paint fucking fat loser. (laughs) FFL. Like, I hope they fucking leave him laying. I hope Sammy does a 630 and lands on his face with his goddamn kneecap. Ricochet style? Yes. Oh, I, that's what I. But if they don't do that, then this entire thing is done. No, it's it's well. I yeah. It appears that they're turning Jericho heel again. To which I say, eh. who cares? Just let the inner circle go, please, for God's sakes. Supposedly. Jer- the rumor is Jericho wanted to break up the inner circle months ago, and Tony Khan won't let him. That's the rumor. Well, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <sighs> uh, what else we got here? I got, I got some. I got a bunch of notes here. From AEW? Uh, no. Okay. So I we, couple, we. I only have a couple of other things from, from, from Rampage. But all my dynamite notes have been told. We talked right, about. Well, what do you got from Rampage? Because we can then, then we can close the book on AEW this week. Uh, the only the second or third disqualification in AEW history comes when Mercedes, in her uh, debut, uh, gets her fucking ass kicked by Thunder Rosa, yep. and then clocks her in the face with a pipe. Yeah, a pipe, not a lead pipe. Don't say lead pipe. It's 2022. There are no fucking lead pipes anymore. It's, a, <laughs> it's, it, it's an at most, it's an iron pipe. Or just say pipe. You don't have to say lead pipe. There's no fucking lead pipes. Sure. Um, you know, so maybe, you know, it was a, maybe it was a lead pipe at the 97 Survivor Series, and that's why it bent like that, because lead's pretty soft. Well, there you go. As a metal. Anyway. Listen. Um, but so, yay, AEW doesn't, do, AEW doesn't do DQs, right? Everybody's celebrating that, except for they did it here, and I was instantly mad. I was like... <laughs> Fuck this. Now they're doing DQs? I'm done. Because <laughs> it's like, what? A, really? You're never going to do it. You're going to do it here for this match? Ugh. 
And then, and then, and that leads directly into more dissension between Britt Baker and Jamie Hader because Britt hired Mercedes because Jamie Hader wasn't getting the job done. Like, they have no idea how to write stories for the women's division. Uh, no, don't say for the women's division. Just say stories. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> I thought Warlow was going to fight MJF. What happened to that? We're done with that? He's their best friends again? Fuck's sake. Every fucking couple months they would do this shit with him. <sighs> it's edging, Sal. It's edging. Jay Lethal fought for the FTW title. <laughs> and I did enjoy the match. And That's... it was good to see Ricky Starks wrestling again. That's my other note. And I Jay did Lee. like how he got the Rojimbo at the end. Like how he got into it. Mm-hmm. Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal. Been with the company for three months. Yeah. He's had eight matches. Okay. Three of them on television, including this one. Uh huh. And it's a title match for a title that AEW doesn't recognize as a title. Okay. And of those three televised matches, he has not won any of them. But he's 5 and 0 on YouTube, so he gets an FTW title match that nobody gives a shit about. Yeah. Jay Lethal, everybody. Granted, there's a lot of reasons why I don't feel like feeling bad for Jay Lethal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But at the same time, this is AEW's fault. They're the ones who debuted him as a major player. He didn't just show up on Dark with absolutely no introduction, and they were just like, oh, he's just going to, you know, help out. He's going to train people. He did, they didn't do that. They brought him in like a big signing, and then they didn't use him. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. I, I... He was, fuck's sake, he was, the, he was the secret, he's like the secret engine in the fucking Battle Royal, wasn't he? No, he, sorry, he came in as, a, as an open, a TNT Open Challenge guy. Yeah. Never mind. Which isn't the first time they've done that. We we brought in a few. That's how Ricky Starks got started. Was this Ricky team? Starks got signed? Yeah, but <laughs> but they did it at this a pay per view, so it made it sound like it was a big deal. Yeah, this is a guy. He's he's champ championships the world over. Oh yeah, ha, it's just. Uh, Comes, he, he, you can't say, you, you can't say, he seemed like a big, Jay Lethal is a big name. Oh, yeah. It was a few years ago where I, I was hoping he was going to sign with the WWE. And this WWE. is, and this is what you do with him? Right. You're 5-0 and on YouTube, kid. Can't win a goddamn, can't have a goddamn match on, on television. When you do, you lose. But you're 5-0 and on YouTube. Thanks for coming. Dude, but this is the same company. We'll, we'll see a Universal in a month when we do our next tapings. This is the same company that hasn't used Rusev in a match in over four months. They haven't... Uh, Jesus, I completely forgot about Miro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember? The only reason Miro is still in my head is because every time I go to Target, his figure is there on the shelves, and I'm not going to buy it because the face sculpt looks so fucking stupid. Yeah, well. (laughs) Um, They constantly do this, and they've actually gotten worse, where they sign somebody, they bring them in. It's it's flavor of the month. 
and and they but no it's not even a month we don't even get a month you know what this it's, reminds me of it's tony khan and his action figures and just going i'm i know i'm bored with that one i want that this one's shiny now okay i know that this man isn't the most uh respected indie wrestler in the world but this reminds here, me of comes a hot take. This reminds me of Mike Bennett. When Mike Bennett debuted as Mike Kanellis mm-hmm. at at a pay-per-view. Money in the bank? Yep, money in the bank. Mm-hmm. And then within a week they didn't have anything for him. <laughs> that was amazing to me because I was like, he skipped NXT, so you're automatically led to believe that he's a big deal. He's kind of started a feud with Sammy over entrance music, and then he didn't, and then we never talked about it again. (laughs) Why'd you bring him in? (laughs) And that's how I feel with Lethal. I mean, to be fair, wasn't that also also partly, hey, thanks for signing me to this cool contract and bringing me straight to TV. I knocked my wife up again, so we're going to need some time off. Yeah, yeah, I think it did happen very, very soon after. It's just, it's just weird, though. It's just fucking weird. Yeah. Um, Speaking, I'm sorry, you had another thought on that? Well, just because Tony Khan's done this about nine times at this point. To the point where, actually, you know what, this is a good place to talk about this. Tony this Khan is... Exactly where, this is exactly what I was going to segue to. Go. Tony Khan has promised, promised a brand new signee this Wednesday on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. And that man is going to be in the um, a brand new signee who's going to face Isaiah fucking Cassidy in the in the face of the revolution tournament or whatever the fuck. They call is the qualifier it. right? Sure. So, so if, if whoever this, it is, they're going to fucking win. Right. So whoever it is is going to be in the face of the revolution ladder match. Okay. And, and like you said, sonic, they get the sonic ring. They're probably going to win because they're the new guy, right? Mm-hmm. And you I have everybody in the entire. Okay, good for you, Tony Khan. Once again, you got people talking, right? Mm. People are buzzing. People are making up all this shit online that it's Shane McMahon. Maybe it's Triple H. Like, <laughs> all this bullshit, right? And do you know who I think it's going to be? Jeff fucking Hardy. It's not Jeff Hardy. Well, if it, it's going to be Jeff somebody... Hardy's no, Jeff Hardy's no competitors not yet. It's not okay, well, it's going to be somebody of that caliber. An old, washed-up dude that is, like, not good anymore. I guarantee it. Everybody's like, oh, it's going to be Keith Lee. It's not going to be Keith Lee. You don't think it's going to be Keith Lee? I don't think it's going to be Keith Lee. I think uh, it's going to be... Okay, so if Jeff's off the table. Dude, I have no hopes it's going to be anybody that that's like, who's left? Who's left that it could actually be? Oh, I'd have to bring up the list. It's uh, definitely not Bray. Because that doesn't fit that at all. Why would you put Bray Wyatt in a ladder match? It's not Bray. It's Wyndham Rotunda. It's not him. <laughs> it's not, um, it's not, it's not Strowman, because that would be fucking terrible. Who, who else? Who, well, who's a big enough name to fit the way he's he's promoting uh, this? Let me see if I can find it. I actually really thought it was Jeff. I really did. Ch-ch-ch-ch. 
Yeah, I, I saw I, I, I one of the things that I read earlier today in preparation for it just being the two of us was that it's not because Jeff's just no, no Jeff was released on like the 18th or something, so he still his his non compete is not up yet. Ah, uh, there it is. Uh, da, 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 no, it won't be it won't be Jeff Hardy or John Morrison because they're still in their non competes. Uh, da, 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 da. Could be Keith Lee, could be Carrying uh, Cross, uh, could be Johnny Gargano, but it's probably not Johnny Gargano because he's because uh, Candice LeRae is ready to pop any minute here. Yeah. Um, people are people are saying it could be Jay White, especially if you consider the whole thing that Tony Khan is really in his eight million tweets about this fucking every 15 minutes for the last six days is is really kind of harping on that oh, forbidden door thing yeah that, that is from true AEW, from from new japan that is true everybody's assuming it's an ex-wwe guy but with how many times khan has brought up the <clears throat> forbidden door thing it definitely could be a new japan guy mm-hmm. which um there are some interesting names that could walk through that door that i would be like oh shit Jay White being one of them, uh, Kota Ibushi. Yeah. So the tweet, the tweet that Con, that Tony Khan sent out, uh, with a great showing in tonight's Rampage TNT title bout, Isaiah Cassidy has earned a qualifying match for a spot in the face of the Revolution ladder match with a TNT title shot at stake. What a sentence that is. Uh, his opponent will debut Wednesday and sign a contract with AEW. Isaiah versus question mark on AEW Dynamite. The big announcement for Wednesday's Dynamite that we referenced on AEW Rampage. Parentheses a free agent debut. And the person walking through the forbidden door are one and the same. They're walking in the door, signing a contract, and then slamming the door shut Wednesday on Dynamite. So maybe it is a New Japan guy. Is there anybody in New Japan that you are aware of? This is not a question for me, friend. That you would be like, oh shit, they actually brought him in? For example... You know who Okada is. I know the name. I would. I, how we've been friends? Because you have we've a shirt. Friends, you have a shirt that has Okada's picture on it. Because that I got in a fucking grab bag from Pro Wrestling Tees. You also watched uh, Okada wrestle Marty Skrull on the All In special. Sure about that? Did I watch All In? I thought you watched All In. I don't think I don't know if I did or not. Anyway, uh, okay, let me break it down for you like this: Okada would be probably the biggest name in the business if they could get him to even appear for three months. Followed by that, Jay White, Kota Bushi, um, and then outside of that, you get a lot of like mid-level guys, kind of like we saw with Minoru Suzuki. Uh, they're not going to get somebody like Naito or Tanahashi. That's just not going to happen. Those guys mm-hmm. are not. In my opinion, those guys at this point in their careers are not like, oh, I want to go travel to America and do a three-month tour or whatever the fuck it is, you know? <laughs> or a month or however. You know, Minoru Suzuki wasn't over here that long. But yeah, it could make sense with all this forbidden tour- door talk that it's somebody from New Japan. But yeah. I, If it's an ex-WWE guy, nobody that is eligible would shock me. And and impress me. 
Well, we'll find out. Uh, we'll find out tomorrow night. And if it's Matt Cardona, this company's gonna have a lot of fucking problems. Guess what? Oh my he God. was already here. <laughs> Matt Cardona. He's a mess. That dude is a mess. I don't get me wrong. I'm I I, I was a Zack Ryder fan. I still listen to the podcasts. I enjoyed the guy. <laughs> but he just put out a shirt that says the Fed was my developmental. Just stop. Just stop. I can't with him. I seriously can't. Anyway. Uh, that will, that's going to close the door on EW this week. I got nothing else to say about the that. The forbidden door? That's right. Um, okay. So, on... SmackDown on Friday, uh-huh. we had a championship contender match between Intercontinental Champion Shinsuke Nakamura and Jinder Mahal. Mm-hmm. And then Thanks Monday for reminding on, me. And then Monday on Raw, we had a championship cont- uh, sorry, a championship contender match between United States Champion Damian Priest and AJ Styles, <laughs> who is in the Elimination Chamber for the WWE Championship. Yep. Why? Okay, well, first AJ of all... AJ Styles is already a championship contender for a championship higher than the one he's fighting for a shot at a contendership for. At least at least in the one on SmackDown, the, the, the Shinsuke won, so it's not like, oh, Jinder Mahal's a champion contender now. Now AJ Styles beat Damian Priest, so now he's a champion. Now he's a, the number one contender for the U.S. title and the WWE championship. They have one... They they have they have one way of making everything okay, and that's if they do the AJ versus Damian Priest match next Monday. Yeah, for the title, because then AJ Styles could walk into the Elimination Chamber as the United States Champion. Right, which I'd be fine with. You remember? You 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 remember? You remember when? Remember? When? You didn't fight the champion for a contendership spot? Hi, member! <laughs> um, How? Okay, wait, wait, but but that being said, oh. I had to suffer through a fucking match of Shinsuke versus Jinder Mahal. <laughs> and Raw, which I did watch Raw, but Raw got Priest versus Styles, which was a much better fucking match. Mm, of course it was. It didn't have Jinder Mahal in it. Ugh. <laughs> Um, okay. Let's talk about SmackDown for a second. Because there was a lot of talk on this very podcast last week um, that Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns in kayfabe had this whole situation in cahoots and there was always the plan to screw over Brock. And Heyman came out there on SmackDown and said, no. (laughs) None of that happened. I got punched in the face. I deserved it because I told Roman that he should be scared of Brock. I got I got <laughs> I got punched in the face and it was at that moment that I realized that I fucked up. <laughs> um and then and then the tribal chief gave him the I, choice of coming home. That was he, perfect. This, that no, was no, perfect. What, what, the phrasing was so perfect. Cuz Heyman Heyman says Roman Reigns offered the hand of forgiveness, the hand of atonement. And in that hand, I placed the WWE Championship. 
such a such a good such a good turn of phrase. Just Paul Heyman's a fucking genius. Heyman killed it again. I also liked in the middle of the promo where he said, you know, raining, defending. You'll never ever hear that again. <laughs> um, then what happened? So then, you know, he's like, I think they're in Cincinnati at this point. He's like, Cincinnati, acknowledge your champion. Acknowledge Roman Reigns. And Goldberg's music hits. Now, a little peel behind the curtain. Um, I got, I read tweets about this before I saw it, before I sat down and watched SmackDown. So oh. I was spoiled. Had I not been spoiled, though, I got to tell you guys, yeah, this is what I would have seen coming because it's... The Elimination just, Chamber pay-per-view. I can just picture you, I just, if you, had you not been spoiled, sitting on your couch watching SmackDown, and then from across the house, someone just hears, Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> no, no. I not, I, dude, I wouldn't have been mad because this is when he shows up. <laughs> when you go to Saudi Arabia, he shows up. And when there's a, when there's a, uh, a pay-per-view before Mania, he shows up. That's true. This is all just for Saudi Arabia. He only Nobody shows up shit. twice a year. Guess what, Nobody guys? Did. As soon as they said Saudi Arabia, I said, oh, I wonder who he's fighting oh, this time. Goldberg. <laughs> and it does make sense because, you know, because he was supposed to face he was supposed to face Goldberg at, at Mania, at, at COVID Mania for the for the title. And, That's and, correct. Uh, Two years ago. Because of COVID, and we got Braun Strowman. We got Choo Choo Champion instead. <laughs> so... Of course it's Goldberg, because then Roman can say, I have literally conquered every challenge I've ever had. Goldberg's the last one on that on that challenge mm. list. And as we had both as we had pointed out, um, Rollins has beaten I mean, Roman has beaten Rollins before. Twice uh, once on Raw, once on SmackDown, they just don't talk about it. <laughs> so he will have conquered all challenges going into Mania. It's like, it's like when Triple H tried to defeat the streak, having already failed at attempting to defeat the streak. <laughs> yeah, please. So, yeah, so I mean, he, yeah, it, uh, Troy in the chat says, I like Goldberg, and I'd rather he get fed to Reigns than a 30-year-old up-and-coming guy, which is true. 100%. Um, again, this is just for Saudi Arabia. Yes. This is just because the, the crown prince wants Yokozuna. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, fucking macho man. Guys, we're going and to so, Saudi Arabia, and the crown prince got his wish of a pay per view. Of course, so Goldberg's going to be there. Up, 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 up. Premium live event. <laughs> Such a horror. I hate it so Dude, much. It sounds so shitty. Um, I can't but, wait for you guys to hear the announcement this year at WrestleMania that the next WrestleMania is going to be in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> um, but that's what that's what it is. You get Goldberg on, Smack, on the SmackDown side. You get fucking Lita on the Raw side. It's fucking Saudi Arabia. I was going to say, nobody they're still in the shit. 90s. That's what nobody Saudi Arabia gi- is. Nobody gives a shit, and it doesn't fucking matter. Like, dude, just be happy Hogan isn't coming out there after the happy bell. Happy Hogan? <laughs> Be thrilled that Hulk Hogan isn't coming out in Saudi Arabia after the bell, claiming that they threw salt in Goldberg's eyes. All right? Because the crowd prince would be like, yes! Yeah, you know, you you can go in there and, and beat him. <laughs> I can't see. Um, <laughs> yeah, so 
I'm I don't care about Saudi to, Arabia. I'm not. Ex, I'm not excited to see Goldberg, but I'm not mad to see Goldberg. It's who? It's fucking Saudi. Who gives a shit? Oh, I want to clarify something too. I, I'm not saying I don't care about Saudi because I hate Saudi and no, no, no. I, I don't give a shit because every company does business in Saudi Arabia. All your fucking major commercial brands, they all do business in Saudi Arabia. I'm not going to stop drinking Coca, Coca Pepsi because they do business in Saudi Arabia. What I'm trying to say, though, is that I don't care about Saudi Arabia because, for the most part, Saudi Arabia has been nothing but a house show. They sh- yeah, where they haven't nothing met happens. A goddamn thing. Yes, Edge and and Rollins in the in the Hell in the Cell was fun. That was a great match, but it didn't mean anything. No, they don't do things that mean anything in Saudi Arabia. I know the Fiend beat Rollins once. It's, I mean, maybe it was they- Rollins. Maybe they will this time because it's a premium live event. But as uh, thus far, greatest Royal Rumble, Crown Jewel, Super Showdown. Who cares? If they Doesn't do something, mean a goddamn. Thing. If they do something in Saudi Arabia, it will be that Brock Lesnar wins the WWE Championship. Probably. That's the only. Probably. It's not going to be Goldberg beating Roman. There's no fucking way it's going to be Goldberg that that ends that fucking no, 736 no. day like non pin streak or something. Let's talk about let's talk about that. So we have we have Brock Lesnar in the Elimination Chamber for the WWE Championship. We have a mystery spot in the Elimination Chamber for the women's the Raw Women's Championship. We're already people are already saying Brock wins the chamber. We get champion versus champion at Mania. They unify the belts. People are also suggesting that on the women's side, that question mark, that vacant is Ronda. Ronda wins the Raw Championship and then goes to WrestleMania and faces Charlotte for the SmackDown Championship and they unify those belts as well. What are your what are your thoughts on unifying those titles? Initially, I was extremely disappointed in hearing that that's a possibility. Um, I know Brock mentioned in his promo, and when they say things on air, they don't do it by accident. And I was initially hoping that was not the case. And then I had a thought. If... You, Vince McMahon, were to sell your company. If. And you don't want to have one show be more popular than the other. And you want to kind of solidify everything. You put Roman at the forefront of your men's division. Maybe you put Ronda at the forefront of your women's division. And and that's how you present it to your buyers. You know what I mean? then it would kind of make sense to unify the titles. I still don't like it, because this is the second time that we've ended a brand split that nobody fucking asked for. So, you know what I mean? They made such a big fucking deal when they ended it in 2013, when they unified it with uh, Cena and Orton. And then three years later, they were just like, no, we're going to split them again! Like... And we got a... SmackDown's moving to Fox! And we got a brand new fucking championship, and now... If they do combine the titles, which lineage are you sticking with? Because if you call it the WWE Championship and you eliminate the Universal title, 
How many fucking years did they carry around both belts and call it the WWE World Heavyweight Championship? Like two. <laughs> We're going to have the WWE World Universal Championship. Ew, God, the WWE UW belt? <laughs> yes, Herb Abrams is coming back. Ugh. No, you can't you can't I, erase the history of the Universal Championship because then you take away all that shit from Brock and Reigns. They're not erasing it. They're just putting it on hold until the next brand split. But, I mean, I can kind of see it. I can kind of see it. I don't. I don't hate it because you've still got the secondary titles. Each 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 brand still has a secondary title if you want to do it that way. Um, but. The women's division is very weak right now. And I think unify, unifying those belts is probably the best thing that they could do for that. Because then you, you're not trying to create a pool of contenders on each show. Because when you do that... We get Natalia versus Aaliyah dungeon style. And so it's not it's they don't have they don't have the roster depth. Well, to, I mean, to your point, look look how, how many people they had to sign to one day contracts for the Royal Rumble. You know what <laughs> I mean? Look how many people they had to reach out to to bring in just so they could have thirty spots filled. Yeah, exactly. This, this, they, they don't have the depth. And in 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 the if you want to call it the world title the top the top title division if you want to call it that there's not a lot of depth there either because they you can say it's because they haven't built anybody but still there's no outside of who you've got challenging right now who else is there okay so there's but there's a problem with that though because I feel like. You're not wrong. When you split the brands, then people like Cesaro do get a chance at a title shot. People like Big E do get a chance to be champ for a couple months. If you go back to one champion, the only people in that picture are going to be the people in that picture right now. You know, and, and occasionally you'll sprinkle in AJ and, and Drew and Seth, and maybe Kevin Owens, because they are former champions. How do you break through that if if you're a Matt Riddle, or if you're um, if you're even like a Damian Priest, who well, I don't think, you know, I don't think he can break through. <laughs> if, if they do it properly, the U.S. and Intercontinental Championships. But this is WWE. Where those titles haven't meant shit for years. Well, you're gonna have to make those titles mean shit if you if you go back to one world champion. Yeah. Ugh. I don't like it. No, sir. I don't like it at all. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, after after they fire after they fired everybody, they I just feel like they don't they don't have the depth to. And I'm not saying I'm not saying you have to end the brand split for this. You just unify the belts. If you remember when the first brand split started, the women's and undisputed title floated between shows. This is true. So, 
and so do the women's tag titles, but we don't talk about them. No. Uh, so. uh, real quick on that. So, I, I understand what you're saying when, when you're saying, like, you know, they don't have contenders, but the future of the women's division should be Rhea and Bianca and maybe two or three more. Do you know what I mean? Like, those are your next top women. The problem is I don't know who those two or three more are. <laughs> um, you look at somebody like down in NXT like Io Shirai, and you think she's got all the talent in the world. But if they haven't brought her up by now, they're probably not going to. <laughs> I mean, you've got you've got your Bianca. Bianca's top tier for me. She she's that young, uh, you know, going to be multiple time champion. Same with Rhea. Yeah. Kelly and has has quite the crush on Rhea Ripley, and I don't blame I don't blame them whatsoever. We've uh, we've discovered this via TikTok. Um, so speaking of speaking of the women's division, let's slide down to NXT. Okay. Because I want to talk about this Kaylee Ray Mandy Rose situation. <laughs> Are you sure? Because that was one of the things this week that happened on NXT where I was like. Why do I watch this show? <laughs> not, I'm not specifically talking about Idris and Ofa getting a fucking boner. No, I'm not even talking about that. Um, that was a whole other situation. So we start we start the night with a little dueling promo, and each woman has their own argument about why they are the best. Now there there are issues with both arguments. Uh, Kaylee Ray. Her argument is that she is the longest reigning champion of the modern era, which is true, except in the middle there, kind of had that whole 18 months where NXT UK didn't run a single goddamn show. Doesn't stop Walter from saying he's the longest reigning NXT UK. And I will argue and I will argue it there as well. So that's not really an argument. <laughs> and Mandy Rose's argument about why she's the best ever is because she's hot. That's not my primary concern with these two. <laughs> my primary concern with these two is the fact that you want me to cheer the girl with the baseball bat. <laughs> That is trying to I, murder the little blonde girl. I, you can talk shit, but I have to say, I sincerely enjoyed that Kaylee Ray fucking kidnapped J.C. Jane and Gigi Dolan. And we still don't know where they are. The rest of the night just chased Mandy Rose around with a baseball bat. But like, dumped, dumped shit on her and fucking threw spaghetti and cake at her. And shit. But we always say that this isn't... this. Um, this product isn't written for us, for people like us, right? So if you're like a kid, right? <laughs> or let's say you're a 12 year old boy, you're not going to fucking cheer for Kaylee Ray. You might. Because, <sighs> man, because if you, if, come on. If you're, if, if you're a 12 year old Mark, 
And Manny's like, ah, so I'm just, I'm better than you because I'm just hot. She is not <laughs> Trish. She doesn't have the acting skills that where, where Trish actually could piss you off when she was a heel. I don't think Manny has those acting skills. Through this, and through Idris and Ofe's boner, we, we did learn that uh, Team BBC stands for Brave, Bold, and Confident. Again, I'm sitting here questioning why do I waste my time watching the show? We're not even going to fucking talk about it. Why am I watching this shit? So Vince McMahon and mm-hmm. Bruce Prichard take mm-hmm. over NXT, and they're, they're handling mm-hmm. all the stories. So much so that we now have fucking this type of shit humor in here. In here? We're doing boner jokes in NXT. What is That's this, good. Monday Night Raw? <laughs> Soon enough. Speaking of that, speaking of that, the NXT... Um, not catchphrase. What's the word? I'm, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Tagline. Tagline. That's the word. The NXT tagline. When they advertise, you know, their products for the shop, is as close as it gets <laughs> to what? As close as we're allow it to be to your former black and gold product. As, as close as it gets to what? This is as close as it gets. You're lucky you're getting this. <laughs> All right? Look, we let you have Tommaso Champ in the main event this week. Now shut up. <laughs> um, okay. So. <clears throat> speaking of bad NXT creative, what are we doing with Tony D'Angelo and Pete Dunne? Like we're really gonna, I don't even have notes on that. We're really still doing that. So what the fuck are we keep doing? Oh my god, it's not it's not helping either guy. It's really not. It is the dumbest. he fucking cracked him in the face with a tire iron. And the next week he was back on TV and he was fine. No broken nose, no black eye, nothing. <laughs> Meanwhile, meanwhile, in this same company, somebody will get like um, like a bear hug for too long, and the next week they come out with like their ribs taped. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, what a fucking mess, dude! What a fuck. Now let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the Dusty Classic, just as it is? Like, are you like, yay, Dusty Classic, or are you like, oh, pointless tag team matches that mean absolutely fucking nothing? I mean, I still assume it's for a tag title shot. But it is, it is. I, but I, I find myself not at all invested in the tournament this year. It's to not the just point, this year. To it's the, the point, worst this year, but... Eh. To the point that we're three weeks in. Three is it three, is it three weeks? However long into this tournament we are, and I can't tell you who's in it. I think the Me grizzled neither. young veterans. I think the, I think the grizzled young veterans are still in it. I don't know if BJ and the Bear are in it or not. No, I know they got eliminated because oh, a bunch of teams got eliminated in the first round. That I was just like, what? Why? Hmm. MSK's in it, and it's probably going to be MSK and the Vets, and that's mm-hmm. yeah. BBC got eliminated. MSK and the Vets. We've been seeing that for 
three, four, five months. Like, mm-hmm. who cares? Uh, I don't know, man. Also, Saray is a is a is a Power Ranger. What the fuck? Or or apparently a Sailor Moon. What person? Why? Because because she magically transformed through the power of her grandmother's amulet. Again, this was another person who six months ago was debuted with one gimmick, and we have already gotten away with that. Gotten away from that. I'm sorry, Duke Hudson. Who? There's another one. (laughs) You can't. To the point where Duke, Duke Hudson cut a promo where he was like, I don't play poker anymore. Do you realize? I was going to kick your ass. Do you realize this is the same fucking shit that they did way, way back in the early 90s where they would give you the Brooklyn Brawler and then like a few weeks later be like, no, oh, look, it's a new wrestler named Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's how low these people are on the card that they're doing it to. Like, I'm sorry, but Saray? Saray's probably, what, the 11th best female worker in NXT? They have 11 females in NXT? I'm sure they have some that haven't even been on TV that are better than Saray. I don't even have a problem with Saray. I have a problem with them changing, completely changing the character for reasons. Speaking of character change, we have Cameron Hugh taking naps. I'm sorry, I believe you mean Wendy Chu. Oh, excuse me. I can't remember which one is her her ROH name, which one's her NXT name. (sighs) Wendy Chu. Okay. Sliding back over to Raw for a second. Uh, Okay. I wanted to hate the quiz bowl so much. (laughs) <laughs> I really wanted to hate it because I shouldn't have to subject myself to this. I shouldn't have to subject myself to bad Saturday morning cartoons. The fact that it's most of my Raw. Notes, most of my notes from Raw are from the quiz ball. But the thing is, Riddle and Orton and Chad Gable, they all do such a good job it's, that even though it's fucking cheesy as fuck, it actually was entertaining. It was written horribly, right? Like, and Randy screwed up his killer line. I know. He fucked it up completely. He looks at Matt Riddle and goes, Aren't you the only one who bakes? Or whatever the fuck. <laughs> no, he was supposed to say, You think you're the only one who bakes. And instead he said, You think I'm the only one who bakes? Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, here's my, here are my notes. How is a, my first note? How is a scooter race part of an academic challenge? Um, the, the, my second note: these segments are horrible, but I love Chad Gable. Right? Chad Gable is amazing here. Just every time, every time he just goes, "Thank you," <laughs> I die. It's so good. See, for me, it's him playing, but it's, it's him and Riddle playing off each other. Shush. Um, and then Riddle told him to shoosh. I love that the crowd is trying to help RK Bro cheat like this isn't completely fucking scripted. Right. Uh, and, and then my last note, if anyone knows about Graham's announces, it's Matt fucking Riddle. Right. <laughs> <sighs> but, but then they fucking killed it at the end. It was going so well. And then 
after the thing was all over, they, they the fact that they kept doing the buzzer just so Chad could keep going. Okay. I told you to turn it down. That's that turn. That was the that was the line. Yeah, you went over the line. They exactly. I was I was tolerating it, and I was even smirking at different points. And then for some reason, they just went overkill on the buzzer, and, and I'm fact, just like, the fact that Otis knew the Shakespeare answer. And, uh, and oh, and it, and tried to tell Chad, and Chad was like, "Shut but, up, Otis!" But, Shoosh! But, but but all he got out was the word "ham." Yep, Otis, ham. I know. That was a good callback. Um, <laughs> that's exactly why Chad Gable told him to shut the fuck up. Like all this big dumb elephants talking about ham again. Thank you. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, I I really enjoyed MVP's promo. About about Bobby, except for one thing. When he did the Paul Heyman impression? No. MVP asks, when was the last time Brock defended the WWE title? Right. He won it three weeks prior. Right. He well, won no. It. He said, when was Sorry. the last time Sorry. Brock Lesnar... No, he said, when was the last time Brock Lesnar defended the WWE title on TV? I didn't hear the on TV part. All I heard was last time Brock I, defended. I could have sworn he said on TV, on Raw, actually, on Raw specifically, because <clears throat> obviously Lesnar's held that title before, and even then has never fucking defended it. So that would be a fair argument. What I heard was when was the last time he defended the WWE title, which he had won at that point four weeks earlier. I think he said that, but then immediately after said on Raw. But whatever. Uh, my ne- my next note. This may surprise you, but I'm having a very hard time focusing on Raw. Uh, no. We can skip. We can no, wait, skip wait, over. Wait, 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 wait. Well, have a, have a, have a. I I appreciated and I enjoyed MVP's promo. Okay, mm-hmm. and then Bobby Lashley came out, and then MVP did the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen MVP do in my life, which was give Bobby Lashley the mic. And then Bobby Lashley showed me why MVP is still the most valuable player in the game. Because Bobby Lashley decided to cut this weird fucking promo where he just kept repeating himself and saying, and and you could tell he was forgetting his lines. And it came out this week that we have Paul Heyman to thank for MVP being in WWE right now. Yes, that's true. And so I thank you, Paul Heyman. Yeah, don't let Lashley talk. Ever. It was bad. Uh, uh, we can we can skip right past the Dana and Reginald romance. Oh, but they're just friends. Uh, she put him in the friend zone. He's like, oh damn. <laughs> I may be in Cirque du Soleil, but I ain't getting in them pants. Uh, and then in our main event, we get a Teddy Long special. <sighs> I was excited for the first time Seth Rollins was going to fight Matt Riddle. But somehow, we turned this into a tag match like we've done every week for the past 14 years. No, sorry, 20 years. (laughs) But, and the reason... So yeah, Kevin Kevin Owens comes out and costs Riddle. No, costs. He gets Seth disqualified. Yes, he be. And they start beating the shit out of Riddle. And, and then, then we come back. Else, and, then, and then of course, 
tag partner A comes out, makes the save, and then Teddy Long comes out and says, let's turn this into holla, a tag holla. match. Holla, holla, player. To the point when, when we came back and they were talking about how it was, a ta- it was a tag match, Corey Graves dropped a holla, and I laughed. Yep. Um, but what 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 makes it stand out here is the fact that we did basically the same goddamn thing to open SmackDown. We had Ridge Holland versus Ricochet, which went three minutes most. And then all of a sudden we come back from break and it's Sheamus and Ridge Holland versus Ricochet and Cesaro. Because reasons. Here's the thing, though. And I'm not even kidding. I'm being dead serious. I always... That wasn't even a disqualification. But, dude, I, I swear to you, I always see them do this on SmackDown. They did it when Shinsuke fought, like... I don't know, Dolph Ziggler, and then they turned it into Rick Boogs and, and Shinsuke versus Dolph and Rude. They always, yeah. always do it on SmackDown. They do it with Rey Mysterio and fucking Dominic. Yeah. They always fucking do it on SmackDown and Raw. Shinsuke, uh, our, our Dolph Ziggler and Robert Rude, who are, of course, the dick, diggity, dick, diggity dogs. Um, um. <sighs> Speaking of a tag match on SmackDown, Big E, who was the, the WWE champion and then lost the belt and just got thrown back to SmackDown, uh-huh. teamed with Kofi Kingston against Los Lujarios. Yeah, They won the match, and ring announcer What's-Her-Face announced them as the team of Kofi Kingston and Big E. Yeah, I think that team's got a future. Are you not... Want to know? Is, is, are they not the New Day anymore? Maybe What's-Her-Face just fucked it up. King King Woods has apparently been cleared. Uh, is no longer on the the injured reserve, so he should be coming back soon. But. Well, uh, the only thing I could think of if they wanted that said like that was that um, they want to still keep Big E as a singles, but I I don't think so. Then why would you move him back to SmackDown? I know, I know, because they know they fucked up with Big E. They they could have had dude. I swear to God. He could have been a merch mover. He could have been um, a babyface champ that you really could have got behind and, and carried that title into WrestleMania. Dude, I'm telling you, I'm not just saying that because I like Big E. I, I, from when he won the title, I could tell you he could carry. Like He didn't look out of place in, in, no. in the ring with guys like McIntyre or Bobby. Not at all. And I think I think Big he, E absolutely left I, money on the I, table. I said this when I watched when I watched the match where he where he won the belt, when, uh, or or maybe no, was, I didn't because I didn't I didn't watch that raw. But the next week when he came out with the title with with Kofi and Woods, you look at Big E, you look at Big E with the championship, and you just go, that looks right. Yep, that looks right. Hundred percent. And I, you know, now he's back on SmackDown. Like for what, dude? Ugh. <sighs> and we fought for so long to get the Big E singles push. We we desperately were like, maybe, just maybe they'll give him money in the bank. And they fucking did. <sighs> Does anyone know, Are, the, are is, is the New Day podcast still putting out new episodes on, like, one specific platform? I don't know. Because on, on I had to unsubscribe, I had to unfollow the show on Apple on Apple Podcasts because it was just replays of like these is our best episodes and I'm like I've heard these already right I don't need to hear them again 
Uh, I only have one thing left in my notes. Okay. <laughs> and it's not a good thing. And I'm not sure it's what I want to end on. But um, this week on NXT, we got the brand new alignment of Robert Stone and Von Wagner. That's what you want to talk about? Uh, I got good news for you. We're not ending on that. (laughs) (laughs) Dear God, why? (sighs) Who cares? To put it to put it perfectly, uh, I think I, I think I mentioned this last week. Uh, NXT 2.0 won uh, the Gooker Award this year, which for anyone who, who does not know, that is WrestleCrap.com's award for worst of the worst, the Gooker Award. And in in the write up for NXT 2.0, uh, it mentioned basically it summed it up perfectly that on the first night of NXT 2.0. You could tell that this wasn't uh, your black and gold brand anymore because they took whoever it was out of the tag title, the, 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 the heavyweight championship match, and put Von Wagner in, who we had never seen before, just because he was a huge friggin' guy. Yep. That's all you need to know right there. That should have set the tone for all of us. And now he's part of the Robert Stone brand which has been so successful in the past I the only thing I will say is hopefully this keeps Von Wagner off my TV <laughs> because it worked very well for people like Aaliyah and uh, Jesse Kamea and like I mean we saw them like once a month so if we can limit Von Wagner to that I'll be happy uh, yeah that's uh, that whole I'm sorry, Von Wagner's a waste of time. So is Robert's time. Yeah. And so is any TV time that they may get. Um, no, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about Monday Night Raw. Von Wagner, the only, the only thing Von Wagner is useful for is if you, if you want to go skiing and you can't find any snow. It's true. Let's, talk, let's go back to Raw for a second. Okay. Now, I know we briefly talked about Ronda possibly, you know, winning the... Raw Women's title and whatever. But before we do that, we've we decided... We can't, we can't do it before we do that. We've already talked about it. We've decided, as the WWE, I mean, we, the royal we, to have Lita take on Becky in Saudi Arabia. I gotta tell you, I'm worried about this match. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a good match. I think it's going to be, um, it's been a long time since Lita's had a one-on-one match. Uh-huh. And I, I always hate when you put somebody in a title match after an extended period of time. Um, and she didn't look that great in the Rumble either. So this could be a mess. That being said, what did you think of the promo battle? Where, I, where Lita says, you know... I, I loved the way that they got into it. I loved the way that Lita goaded Becky into the match. Oh, yes. 100%. Because she play, playing up the to the ego and then backing her into a corner. I thought it was I thought that was beautiful. Um, again, the match itself... Who cares? <laughs> we, we know that there's no chance Lita wins and that it's just... 
because it's Saudi Arabia. It's again, I'll say it's great that they're have that they're that they're able to have women's matches in Saudi Arabia. This this has been a thing that they have accomplished during the last few years when they've been putting this together. Um, but the, the match itself will be mentioned, will be you know talk worthy because of what it is. Right. Because it's Lita and it's fucking big time Bex. You know, it's two, you know, top stars of their day going at it. Uh, I'm not expecting a five star classic. No, but I'm not either. It should. I. It's. I. I. I am. I'm confident that it will still be entertaining. I just hope Lita doesn't land on her head. Mm. I mean, that's no, really. She did that in her prime, so... <clears throat> I was going to say, that's really where I'm at right now, is I'm just worried about her taking the moonsault. Or, or not taking it, but you know what I mean. Um, I enjoyed Becky's promo this week. She went heavy, you know, with, with some... You know, you were my hero, and, and I looked up to you. It's all I want to do is be you, and it's like... Yeah, I get it. And I think I think it was good TV... Um, again, it's it's very difficult for me to even believe for a second that Becky is losing in Saudi Arabia. No, so, not a chance. Not a chance. It just feels like it's a bunch of nothing. <laughs> of course it's a bunch of nothing. It's a fucking Saudi Arabia show. We talked about that earlier. <sighs> so... You said it. You said it before. You said it before perfectly, Sal. This product, this is this product, is not for us. Okay. If Ronda, Ron, so so the rumor being Ronda is in, you know the uh, the chamber. She's the mystery person. She wins, right? That's a lot of people's dream booking scenario. Sure. When does she get her shot against Becky? What, like fucking fast lane or some bullshit like that? No, she can do Becky on night one and Charlotte on night two. Yes, you know, I hate that. You don't like that? I hate that because here's the problem. This is why I don't like that. Ronda and Becky headline night one. They main event night one, right? So now, Ronda wins the belt, and you have Ronda and Charlotte in the unification match, right? Now that that match is bigger in magnitude than Becky and Ronda for the Raw, for the Raw Women's Title, but yet that match between Ronda and Charlotte's not going to main event night two. Oh no no no! Brock and Roman are going to main event night two. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking guarantee. So now you're telling me that Ronda was good enough to main event night one, but not so much when the real players are involved in night two. I don't know if I'd put it that way. That's the way it comes off to me. I don't. I don't think you can look at it like that because it's not. It's not another match in the women's division. It's. It's the WWE and the Universal Championship in the same match in a story that they've been building for. What, two years at this point? Well, yeah, if you sell me that, then yeah, I, I totally get that. That's Brock and Roman, and that's why Brock and Roman go last on night two. You can't you can't look at that and say, oh, well, that means that Charlotte doesn't mean anything. 
Because it's apples and oranges. No, I'm not looking at that Charlotte doesn't mean anything. What I'm saying is that you're telling me that Ronda Rousey... Because you know they're going to say that. If, if that is the game they were going to play, you know, they're going to play it up that Ronda versus Becky is the main event. Blah, 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 blah. Two women main eventing again for the second time in WrestleMania history. These two women, these two specific women. Um, but then you're going to change... Like, it's just the way they present it. If they want, they can make sure that Ronda versus Charlotte is a big fucking deal. But if everybody in, in night two is talking about Roman and Brock, then it's just going to feel secondary. Plus, I don't know. I, don't so. I don't want anybody combining the titles. That's just I don't, mm, so. I don't want that to happen. <laughs> well, there's that too. But I don't. I, I, I that just feels again. That just feels apples and oranges to me. I don't think. I don't think talking about Brock and Roman takes anything away from Ronda and Charlotte because they're separate things. Every, I mean, it's not like each match gets its own promo package. Sal, it's not like every single promo on night two of WrestleMania is going to be about Brock and Roman and all the other matches and go fuck themselves. No, I get that. I've watched WrestleMania enough to understand that. <laughs> I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, you know, Ronda unifying the belts or having the chance to unify the belts should be the biggest deal it is the biggest storyline you can tell in the women's division. That alone should make it the main event at Mania, regardless of the night. I think you have Becky lose at Fastlane, and so that Ronda and Charlotte can main event, and you have a unification match in night one and a unification match in night two. You see what I'm saying? That, to me, is... Is the better presentation because then you're putting them on equal footing. Yeah, but again, you're not gonna you're not gonna do Ronda and Becky at a secondary pay per view. I don't know. We're doing Ronda and Lita a secondary pay per view. <laughs> yeah, but that's Ronda and Lita. I know. I know. We'll see. Like I said, if I have my way, it would never be Ronda in that elimination chamber. It would be like Bailey. And we just, you know what I mean? Also, should we read into the fact that Charlotte named Sasha as her opponent? Now, obviously, you know, Sasha's not, but shouldn't Sasha be somewhere in this title picture talk? Yeah, I mean... Make it a fatal four-way. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how how pissed off would people be if they did that again? What, a fatal four-way? Well, because last time they made it a fucking triple threat, and the ending got fucked up. Make it a fo- make it a fatal four way and have a McMahon in each corner. <laughs> McFoley. <laughs> uh, it's two nights in a row we've made that reference. Um, all right, you got anything else? No. All right. Well, I think I think that wraps it up. Yes. Wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you say? Well, I think it does. I think we touched <laughs> on everything. I think we did a great job. Yes, we did. We're A plus the best. Gold star. We're the best two-man team on this network. <laughs> People are going to get mad at me. Um, all right, so that, uh, that wraps up the rundown for this week. Uh, until next time, um, who knows who will be here. Thank you, Sal. Thank you, buddy. It's like old times. Memories. Did you say memories? <laughs> <laughs>
Because we're talking about the women's matches? See y'all next time. Stay safe. Stay sane. Be well. Be good. Bye-bye. been listening to a rundown wrestling network production please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows as well as our other special events keep it locked there or subscribe to the rundown wrestling network on itunes spotify google podcast stitcher premium or anywhere you get your podcast from leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundown wrestling slash message join our patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling, and you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash thesalzereffect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production.